I ask if you will to turn with me in your copy of God's Word to the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11, and in just a moment we're going to read verses 28 through 30. In chapter 11 we have John the Baptist, the last of the Old Testament prophets that had prepared the way for Jesus Christ by preaching a message of repentance and that the kingdom was coming. And then he willfully, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, turned all of his attention and pointed or put the spotlight upon Jesus Christ. Here he's struggling. He's about to die in prison. And he sends his, his disciples to Jesus to make sure that he is the one. And you have this message, this beautiful message that Jesus gives for the messengers and disciples of John the Baptist to take back to him. And then he honors John the Baptist before those that are listening to him. And then he speaks to unrepentant cities, cities that had seen him work, mighty miracles of God, and yet still would not turn to Jesus Christ and the kingdom, believing that he was the way, the truth, and the life, the Messiah. And then in verse 25, it continues to build as Jesus then, Matthew uh, puts in words Jesus praying to the Father. I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven, that you have hidden these things, the things of the kingdom of salvation from those who think they're wise and giving them to those who have a childlike trust and faith. And then you get to 27 and he says, all things have been handed over to me by the Father. Now listen to this. All things have been handed over to me by the Father. And he said, no one knows the Son except the Father. And then he goes on to say, after he said, it's all been given into my hands, and no one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son. No one truly knows the Father except the Son. But then he goes on to say, and anyone, and anyone whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Now that brings a bit of anxiety in our life. That Jesus Christ would say, You know, no one knows the Son except really the Father. No one knows the Father except the Son and anyone whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. But then we come to verse 28. If you are physically able, will you stand with me as we read this? Then Jesus speaks these words, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. All of God's children said. You may be seated. You know, there are many illusions of promised rest in this land that we live. Many voices speak to us promising rest. Whether it's the retirement home or the new job, more money, uh, the, the new spouse or mate, whatever it is. There are all these voices that are saying, if, if you'll get this, if you'll have this in place, if you'll do this, you'll be able to rest in your spirit. 
the problem with all of that is, is our souls were made too large. See, the world can fit in our spirits and there's still room, there's still emptiness. And the illusion is that these things will bring rest to us. If we, as soon as we get this, if you just had this, if you had this home, if you had this amount of money in the bank, then you'll be able to sleep. Then you'll come to terms with the peace of mind that you need. It's never enough. It's never enough. And we continue to burn with desire, burning the candle at both ends, trying to find something or someone or some things that we might actually be at peace with and find rest in our souls. And that's what that's why this means so much today for Jesus Christ to say, Come to me. The only one that can fill the emptiness in all of our souls is Jesus Christ. And you might say today, you know, Pastor, I've been a Christian a long time and my life is still in turmoil. Then beloved, you're not hooked to Jesus Christ. You might know him but you're not hooked to Him. And so this message is for every person today, including myself, to deal with the invitation of Jesus Christ to come. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you open our ears to hear this welcome invitation today? Would you give us strength, a faith to walk to you, to the one that gives life? And today, Lord, would you bring rest to the souls of each person here, individually, in Jesus' name, amen. Who is this message for? What is the message? It's to come. You might be asking, what is, how am I to be saved today? It is coming to Jesus. And notice he doesn't say go. He doesn't say go to the law and to Moses. He, he doesn't even, though he's led us here today, he doesn't even for the rest of our souls, he doesn't even say go to the church, go to the pastor, go to so and so, but he says come to me. Come to me. Come to Jesus Christ. Not go, but come to me. Come to Jesus Himself. And who is to come? He says all. All people. Do you know what that Greek word means? All. Everyone. Come to me, all who hear my voice. All who hear the invitation, come, bring the things that are binding your soul in spirit, your troubles, your wounds, your pain, your anxieties, your fears, your labor, all come to me, all of you who labor who are trying to make sense of this life. 
who are trying to find purpose, who are trying to be at peace with their Creator. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me, all of you who labor and are heavy laden. I was speaking just a couple of weeks ago with Shauna, actually, and she was telling me about an acquaintance of hers. And as they spoke of the glories of the gospel and salvation, he said, you know, if I died today, I think I would be okay. Beloved, that's not rest. That's not the rest that Jesus gives. For us to labor each day wondering, is my soul saved? Is Jesus Christ preparing a place for me? Is my name engraved forever in the book of life? That's working and laboring, thinking that it's to you, but Jesus speaks to you today for those of you who might be saying the same thing as that man. You know, I think I'm okay today. I don't know about tomorrow. To you, Jesus says, come to me. You come to me. You who are trying to work out your salvation without the cross of Jesus Christ, you come to me and you put your faith in me and trust me. Jesus had just said in the verses preceding this that Jesus had hidden the mysteries of the gospel from the wise. Now, that means those who think they're wise, those who think they have life figured out, those who think they're in good shape, depending upon only upon their own goodness and their own way. But he says that is the gospel's been hidden from those people and it's been revealed to little children. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean little children, although that can certainly apply, but he means those who come to him in a childlike trust. Isn't it beautiful how children are so trusting of their mother and father's voice? Come to me. When there's danger around, the father speaks to his child, come to me. And the child trusts the father. The same with the mother. And so God has given this invitation for those who are weary, those who are laboring every day for their soul rest. And Jesus says, you come to me, all of you who hear my voice, all of you who hear the invitation, all of you that will become as children, not trusting upon your own wisdom, not trusting upon your own power, not trusting upon your own strength, not trusting upon your own goodness. Come to me. Trust me. I will embrace you. He does not push us away. He welcomes us. What love the Father has for His children. Come to me, and I will give you rest. That is the promise. I will give you rest. That through faith, you can be made to be at peace with your Creator. Made to be at peace with the Messiah, Jesus Christ. At peace with the Holy Spirit that dwells in each believer that have been sealed with the promised Spirit. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will bring purpose to your life. I'll bring joy to your spirit. I'll bring peace to your mind. Wow. 
what rest we find when we come to Jesus Christ. He gives us rest. He bids us come to Him. All, all who are weary, heavy laden, those laboring each day, trying just to hold the pieces of the puzzle together. He drives none away. And He doesn't drive you away today, but He says, come. That's for all of you. Come. Come. He goes on to say, there's a second invitation. The first is, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That seems to be the salvation of each person. But then He goes on in the next verse in 29, and there's a second invitation. And this is for all of us. Some of you here today might have, with a childlike faith at a point in your life, you have trusted Jesus Christ as the way, the truth, and the life, the Messiah. You have called upon His name with a childlike faith. And you are at rest knowing that your soul has been saved by faith in Jesus Christ, but your life is still in turmoil. Now comes the second invitation. Take my yoke upon you. Most young people don't know what a yoke is, and I've got to be honest with you, I've never used a yoke, but only through study and through a life of seeing the yoke do I know. But yoke was a contraption, a tool that, if you will, locked animals, beasts of burden, in together beside each other to do work and to do labor. And how interesting that Jesus, this is a great paradox, that Jesus is teaching about rest from beasts of burdens that do work. Whether it was plowing the field or whether it was pulling a tree stump out, whether it was pulling the master from one location to the other. But he's, he tells us now, he's giving this invitation of rest and then he's telling us to take our yoke upon us, which was an instrument of work, of labor. And so Jesus is inviting you, if you will, you picture two oxen together in the yoke or two mules together in the yoke, and Jesus is saying, I've got a yoke and I'm inviting you to come and be locked in beside me. To come and chain yourself to me, if you will. Now, in those days, from what I read, again, I was not a farmer raised, or a boy raised on the farm and putting a yoke on oxen or anything like that. But what I read is it was quite common, especially with a younger ox, that they would, they would hook them up to a stronger one, a more experienced one. And so the stronger oxen would lead the less experienced and the weaker along the way, carrying the load, a lot of more of the load. This is what Jesus is inviting you to today, beloved. First, He says, come. Come to Me, all of you who labor and are heavy laden. You are burdened down with the sins in your own life, burdened down with the cares of this world. And he says, I will give you rest. And then he says, take my yoke upon you. Look at me. He says, look at me. I've, I've got the yoke. And I'm asking you, come and hook yourself up to me. 
And I'm going to be the stronger one. And he says, learn from me. i got to say, this verse has hit me harder than it ever has before. Learn from me. Learn from the life of Jesus. Do you know why we have so many cares and troubles crushing us under its weight today? We don't live like Jesus, beloved. And I don't, I'm just not talking about turning water into wine. I'm talking about a trust of the Father. Not being burdened with so many of the cares of this world. Being who you are, who God has created. Jesus is saying, look at my life. Look how I spend time with friends. Look how I pour into their life. Look how I steal away, Jesus Christ, steal away from the crowds and just rest. Look how just days before I would be hanging on a cross and I'm back having supper with Lazarus and Mary and Martha. We wouldn't think that way. We'd think, now Jesus, there's too much to do before you get to the cross. We've got to meet this group and meet with these politicians and get their support. We've got to go out and meet these thousands that are waiting to you. And Jesus, before he goes to the cross, is coming into a house with his friends and eating, resting. And Jesus is saying to all of us, long-time Christians, don't you just shrug this message off because this is for me and this is for you. You might be okay with the salvation of your souls, but you've taken the yoke of the world back upon yourself, and it's heavy, and it's killing you, and it's crushing you. And Jesus is inviting you, come, take my yoke upon you. I'm stronger. I know all things. I know your strengths. I know your weaknesses. If you'll come and hook yourself and walk with me, learn from me. And Jesus says to you today, for I am gentle, I'm lowly in heart. And then comes the second promise to the second invitation. Then you'll find rest for your souls. Then you'll find rest for your souls. Christian, that's for us too. When you come, when you come with a childlike faith, then you'll find rest for your souls. Beloved, I hate, I don't mean to sound overly dramatic. I realize that when you read history, you realize that our problems are not unique in so many ways as far as the foundation problems of mankind. There have been plagues and wars and on and on we go. But i got to tell you, in my lifetime, I've never seen the world, and especially our nation, and even our county and city, so unrestful in their spirits. Children, we have highs of children and teen suicide. Our teens do not have rest for their souls. And it's the same with, with our world around us, even close to home with the drug epidemic, trying to numb themselves. Our people do not have rest for their souls. 
On and on we go. And you know, it even creeps into the church. Going from one church to the next, trying to find this one and this thing and hoping this has the answer. I'm going to tell you, even Christians, we do not have rest for our souls. There are so many things biting for our uh, attention. So many voices out there. And we're constantly, we are slaves to our phones. We do not have rest for our souls. People are angry, people are bitter, people are scared about the political realm in the world. I'm going to tell you, always upset. You can't even talk intelligently in most circles out there about thoughts you have because you're going to get in a fight. And I say that jokingly, but it's true. People do not have rest for their souls, and it goes in the church as well. Their family, our family, Satan has attacked the family and has destroyed the American family almost. And we're seeing that even here, that our kids, many of them don't eat unless they're at school. We need rest for our souls. That's all of us. It's affecting. It's not somewhere in a faraway land. It's here in America. We do not have rest for our souls, even those who know Jesus Christ. We're spinning just like the rest of the world, trying to make more and more and burn the candle at both ends. We need rest for our souls. And Jesus gives us the invitation. Even today, you might be thinking, okay, I've got to do this, I've got to get ready, I've got to go to church because I need to, I'm supposed to, I'm a Christian, it's what we do. But I want to tell you, stop dead in your tracks today. Quit just coming to church because it's this religious exercise, but come because Jesus has given the invitation. Come to me. Find rest today. Rest for your souls. Learn from me. Learn from my life. Let me carry the burden. Walk with me. Trust me. Like a child trusts its father, its mother. And I'll give you rest. You see, I still need this invitation just as much as I did when I heard it the first time. As a matter of fact, even more so, I think, today. Come to me. There was a story of a sick little girl the doctor had come into the house and he pulled the mother aside. He said, we've done all we can do. Uh, spend time with her over the next few moments and love her because she's going to be leaving this world soon. The mother uh, wiped the tears from her eyes and turned and walked into the room and put on a brave face as we do, and she looked at her weary little girl, racked with the illness of body, weariness of soul, and she said, my darling, soon you're going to be with Jesus, and I don't want you to be scared about that, because I, I want to tell you about the, the streets of gold. They're so glorious, and they just... and." Jesus is brighter than the sun. There's no need of the sun. And you're going to see the gates of that city and its gates of pearl. And the little girl stops her and says, Mama, that just seems a little overwhelming for me. So the mother backs up and 
she says, well, let me tell you about this. You're going to hear the most beautiful angelic singing. Many, many thousands of angels and saints that have went before us, uh, they're going to be singing, giving glory to Jesus. You're going to hear playing of instruments and all the worship is going to be majestic and beautiful. And the little girl says, you know what? That just seems a little loud to me right now. Not knowing what else she could do for her dying daughter, she just wrapped her up in a hug and cried. And she says, Mama, that's all I need. I just want Jesus to put His arms around me and I want to rest. Can I be honest with you? I I know I will. Don't get me wrong. I'm just being very honest about myself with you. And I think this is true the older I get, but I've I've heard that, oh, the streets of gold and the gates of pearl, and those things are true and they're going to be mesmerizing and beautiful and glorious. That doesn't attract me to heaven. What attracts me to heaven is one day there being a face to the faith I've used in this life. His name is Jesus. And I enter into the rest It's not the bands that draw me to heaven. It's not the gold and the silver. It's Jesus, and it's those that have went before, and it's resting with them. And, And I'm not just talking about a physical rest. I'm talking about a spiritual rest for my soul. Isn't that what you want? Isn't that what all the world is wanting right now? Isn't that why actually they're chasing harder to find the next thing that will give their spirit rest? But Jesus is the only one that can bring peace to your soul. And Jesus is the only one that says, come to me. All of you who labor, all the other so-called gods of this world and religions, they, it's all based upon works. If you'll do this, then you'll have a better afterlife. If you'll do this and these things, then Allah will accept you. Christianity is the only religion where God says, come to me. I've got everything under control. Trust me. And I'll save you and give you a rest. Christianity is the only one like that. All the other are based upon our works, which are causing the labor of our soul and the weariness. Who's this for? You, all of us. What a blessed invitation that what we need more than anything is rest for our, not only our bodies, but our souls and our minds. What a blessed invitation. What a blessed promise that if you'll come to Jesus, He promised He'll give you rest. And you know what? It's yours and it's mine today. It's our invitation. It's our promise. The question is, what will you do with that? Whose voice will you listen to? How will we respond to this divine invitation today? Whose voice will you hear? Whose voice will you trust? Now, that's the unanswered question. Come to Jesus. All of you. And myself today. And He'll give us rest. Amen. Amen. Father, we praise you.
because you love your children. And you loved us even when we were unlovable, even when we've been searching for everything else, ignoring your voice, ignoring your presence because we're too busy with the things of the world. And still you've brought us together today to hear this invitation of come to you and to put your yoke upon us. And you'll bear the burden for us. And you'll give us strength. And you'll teach us, Lord, your way. Lord, would you do that today? Would you give us faith to hear your voice and give us faith and strength to follow you with a very childlike trust? Give rest to these souls here today. They're precious in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen.